Hey everyone, so if you're a longtime listener, you may already know that I have a love of ancient history. So when I heard about this story, it really grabbed my attention. Apparently, Netflix is going to be releasing a quote-unquote docudrama about Cleopatra, and the trailer has people complaining about the casting and questioning whether or not the series is going to be historically accurate. A biracial or half-black British actress by the name of Adele James, I believe, was cast in the role of Cleopatra. And here's the thing, a lot of people assume Cleopatra was black because, well, Egypt is in Africa. But it's not that simple. In ancient times, as is still the case today, not all peoples or everyone living on the continent of Africa would have been what we would probably call black African. And the exact racial or ethnic identity of the ancient Egyptians is something scholars have long debated. And we could probably have a whole discussion about the concept of quote-unquote race, whether it's even scientifically valid. The modern scientific consensus seems to be that race, in a sense, is a social construct. But certainly, of course, there are still different populations marked by different phenotypical and genetic differences, hair, skin, and eye color, even susceptibility to certain illnesses like sickle cell among people of black African ancestry or Tay-Sachs among Ashkenazi Jews. But we're all members of the same species, and supposedly the genetic difference between populations is so small that it probably doesn't merit trying to categorize people by race. That being said, for the sake of simplicity, and perhaps out of habit to some degree, I may sometimes still employ the term race going forward just as a kind of shorthand for people of a certain ancestry or ethnic group. And so as far as the ancient Egyptians go, I believe it's thought you probably would have found a certain amount of diversity as you move throughout the kingdom. If you've ever seen any ancient Egyptian art, murals, tomb paintings, etc., people are depicted in a wide variety of skin tones. Earlier, while doing some research, I came across what is supposedly a copy of part of a mural from the tomb of Seti I, which shows four figures in a row, um, and it's a depiction of different types of people. There's an Asian, a Libyan, a Nubian, and uh, an Egyptian. The Asian and Libyan are depicted as being rather pale, uh, the Libyan being the palest. The Nubian is black, and the Egyptian is brown or a reddish brown. And I think that goes to the point that the average ancient Egyptian probably wouldn't have looked necessarily phenotypically black, but they certainly probably wouldn't have been lily white either. My guess is they were probably varying shades of brown, you know? But there was a period in Egypt's history where there were black pharaohs during the 25th dynasty, I believe. So back around the 8th century before Common Era, uh, BCE, um, yeah, there was a series of Kushite Egyptian rulers who ruled over a combined kingdom of Egypt and Nubia. But as far as Cleopatra is concerned, when I was younger, one of my favorite historical figures was Alexander the Great. I was fascinated by him. And that's how I've come to know a fair amount about Cleopatra. 
Alexander, who was of Greek Macedonian stock, conquered Egypt in the 4th century BCE, and one of his generals, Ptolemy, also Macedonian, settled in Egypt and founded the Ptolemaic dynasty. The woman we simply know as Cleopatra, born in either 69 or 70 BCE, would be the last active ruler of that dynasty. We may simply refer to her as Cleopatra, but she was actually Cleopatra VII. Like other Egyptian dynasties, albeit supposedly not in earnest until about a century into their reign, the Ptolemies practiced inbreeding in an attempt to preserve the royal bloodline, for instance, at different points, Cleopatra actually married two of her brothers. I believe they were Ptolemy Thirteenth and Ptolemy Fourteenth. The male rulers of the dynasty took the name Ptolemy. Well, apparently the queens were named either Cleopatra, Arsinoe, or Berenice. The name Cleopatra itself is Greek, meaning glory of her father or the father. Alexander the Great himself actually had a sister named Cleopatra. She was his only full sibling, having, like himself, been sired by Philip of Macedon with his wife Olympias. So Cleopatra, Cleopatra VII, would have been primarily of Macedonian Greek descent. It's thought she did have some other ancestry, but it wasn't African, but rather Persian and Sogdian Iranian. Early on, the Ptolemies had intermarried with the powerful Seleucids. The first Ptolemaic Cleopatra was the daughter of the Seleucid king Antiochus III, and his wife Laodice, who was of mixed Macedonian Greek and Persian descent. She was also the descendant of the Seleucid queen Apama, who was the Sogdian Iranian wife of another of Alexander the Great's generals, Seleucus I Nicator, the founder of the Seleucid Empire. So we know that on her father's side, her father being Ptolemy Twelfth or Ptolemy Twelfth Elides, which I think means flute player or flautist, she would have been Macedonian Greek with a touch of Persian and Sogdian. But what of her mother? Is it possible that her mother could have been of native Egyptian or black African descent? Well, while the identity of her mother and grandmother are somewhat uncertain, generally it's believed her mother was Cleopatra V the sister or cousin of her father Ptolemy Twelfth, and that her grandmother was probably Cleopatra IV, or possibly a Greek Alexandrian woman. Because Cleopatra was supposedly the only Ptolemaic ruler to bother learning and using the Egyptian language, the Ptolemy's primary language being Koine Greek, some have speculated that perhaps her mother or grandmother may have been a native Egyptian, but this remains only speculation. Classicist Mary Lefkowitz, while noting theories or claims that Cleopatra was black, go back to at least the 19th century, trace popular modern claims back to Afrocentric authors J.A. Rogers and John Henrik Clark. Clark, who is also chair of African history at Hunter College, makes the bizarre claim in his essay African Warrior Queens, that Cleopatra refers to herself as black in the Book of Acts in the New Testament, when in fact Cleopatra isn't even mentioned in the New Testament, having died decades before the birth of Christ. The name Cleopatra does appear in some versions of the Old Testament Book of Esther and in the Book of Maccabees, but they aren't references to Cleopatra the Seventh. 
Lefkowitz notes that Rogers confuses the names or incorrectly numbers the ruling members of Cleopatra's family. For instance, referring to her father Ptolemy XII, Alides, as Ptolemy XIII, Theos Philopator, which was actually her brother's name or title. She also accuses him of falsely claiming that the Encyclopedia Britannica had referred to Cleopatra as black when it never had. John Henry Clark says the following in his aforementioned essay, African Warrior Queens. More nonsense has been written about Cleopatra than about any other African queen, mainly because it has been the desire of many writers to paint her white. She was not a white woman until the emergence of the doctrine of white superiority. Cleopatra was generally pictured as a distinctly African woman, dark in complexion, Shakespeare, in the opening lines of Antony and Cleopatra, called her quote-unquote Tawny. In his day, mulattoes were called Tawny Moors. In the Book of Acts, Cleopatra described herself as black. So this essay seems to draw heavily from J.A. Rogers' 1946 book, World's Great Men of Color. In fact, the majority of the above quote seems to be taken from Rogers, with Clark tacking on the bit about Shakespeare and the Book of Acts. Once again, as mentioned a moment ago, Cleopatra is never even mentioned in the New Testament. And as far as depictions of Cleopatra go, there are some examples of her being depicted in a more traditional, idealized Egyptian style, or traditional Egyptian style as copied by the Romans, such as a bust in the Royal Ontario Museum and a full-body statue in the Hermitage, but more commonly in bust and coinage, the latter of which she herself most likely would have personally approved. She's depicted as a woman with a strong aquiline nose wearing a Greek so-called melon hairstyle and Greek dress including a Greek tunic and Greek diadem. As far as Shakespeare calling her tawny, scholars argue that this doesn't necessarily mean black and he probably would have used the possibly now antiquated term Ethiop if he was trying to denote someone of black African ancestry or parents as I think he does in A Midsummer Night's Dream and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and let's not forget, Shakespeare was writing more than 1,500 years after the time of Cleopatra and was probably doing a bit of guesswork regarding her complexion. And then in 2009, there was a BBC documentary special that speculated that Cleopatra's mother may have been of North African descent. This speculation was largely based on the examination of a headless skeleton uh, dating back to around 20 BCE, which had been discovered in Ephesus, now modern-day Turkey. The researchers also relied upon notes and photographs of the now-missing head or skull. The skeleton was of a child who researchers suggested might have been of North African descent or ancestry, and it was conjectured further that she may have been Cleopatra's half-sister, Arsinoe IV. Apparently, the process by which they sought to determine the child's race or ancestry had later been discredited, 
Scholars took issue with the investigation or claimed that the remains might have been those of Cleopatra's sister, specifically Arsinoe IV once again, on multiple grounds, suggesting that it would be impossible to identify the race of the remains or confirm that they were indeed those of Arsinoe, and that the skeleton was that of a child younger than Arsinoe drink up when she died. And I probably don't need to clarify it, but I'm laughing at myself for repeating Arsinoe so much, um, not at this poor child who passed away in antiquity. And another issue critics of this investigation brought up is that even if the skeleton could be hypothetically proven to be that of Cleopatra's sister, it could still very well be the case that they had different mothers. After all, as already mentioned, it's thought that biologically Arsinoe IV was only Cleopatra's half-sister. So it looks like, as far as we know, as the consensus opinion seems to suggest, that Cleopatra was most likely predominantly of Greek Macedonian or Macedonian Greek descent with a bit of Persian and Sogdian ancestry. And some of you who aren't familiar may be wondering, what's this whole Macedonian Greek, Greek Macedonian thing? Well, the ancient Macedonians were essentially Greek, but there were differences that separated them from other Greeks. Cultural differences, different political systems. Other Greeks had city-states. The Macedonians had a monarchy. As I understand it, some Greeks looked at them differently, even considered them barbarians. So as far as I understand it, once again, essentially, they were Greek. But I know this has been a, a bit of a point of contention for some time. I think even in recent history, there's been certain tensions between Macedonia and Greece, even rather famously fighting over the very name Macedonia, fighting over which side can rightfully claim Alexander the Great's legacy, etc., but one controversy at a time. Let's get back to Cleopatra. And so I want to read a bit from a BBC article I found. It's dated three days ago, and it's the 22nd of April as I'm recording this. It's entitled, Egyptians Complain Over Netflix Depiction of Cleopatra as Black. And it's by someone named David Gritton a Netflix docudrama series that depicts Queen Cleopatra VII as a black African has sparked controversy in Egypt. A lawyer has filed a complaint that accuses African queens, Queen Cleopatra, of violating media laws and aiming to quote-unquote erase the Egyptian identity. A top archaeologist insisted Cleopatra was in quotes, light-skinned, not black, in fairness, I've heard scholars propose that she was probably olive-skinned, which would make sense given her Greek and Persian ancestry, but relatively speaking, I guess that could still be considered light-skinned compared to, say, someone who's black or maybe even native Egyptian. But the producer said, in quotes, her heritage is highly debated. And the actress playing her told critics, If you don't like the casting, don't watch the show. Adele James made the comment in a Twitter post featuring screen grabs of abusive comments that included racist slurs. So the fact that the producer says her heritage is highly debated, that definitely sets off alarm bells for me, and it doesn't exactly instill confidence that we're going to be getting something that's historically accurate. 
and the actress saying, if you don't like the casting, don't watch. I mean, I sympathize with her if she's getting online hate messages. She definitely doesn't deserve that. But my problem is, yeah, no one's forcing you to watch it. I'll probably watch it just because I want to see how far off the rails it might go and because I've done an episode on it. But I think her response comes off as a bit dismissive or it skirts the issue. People have a right to be concerned about historical accuracy and to want to safeguard or preserve history. And if you call something a docudrama, it implies that it's at least in part, you know, a documentary. And based on the trailer, they go back and forth between dramatized reenactments and interviews with what I imagine or hope are experts or scholars. And to the show's credit, they do mention the Ptolemies and that the dynasty was founded by one of Alexander the Great's generals. So there's that. But then they also have a snippet of an older black woman saying, and I'm paraphrasing, my grandmother said no matter what they tell you in school, Cleopatra was black. And in fairness to this woman, all we have is this out-of-context snippet, so we don't know if her next sentence refutes or supports her grandmother's statement, you know? But I'm hoping she's not some fringe scholar who insists that Cleopatra was black, despite the evidence to the contrary. And I should state that I don't judge a person's worth by the color of their skin, and we're all members of one human family, but I think history and historical accuracy, you know, matter or matters, and we shouldn't change the color of a historical figure's skin just to make ourselves feel better. But back to my point before I wandered off, you don't have to watch it as the actress suggests, but the idea that something might be labeled at least in part a documentary, but might then be putting wrong information out there and corrupting people's view of history, I find that troubling and disheartening. Even with my own show, if I get something wrong, I'll take the episode down and either edit and re-upload it or leave it down. If it's a really small or insignificant mistake, I might just correct it in the episode description or at the beginning of the next episode. But any real factual inaccuracies, I address them. Because once again, I believe historical and factual accuracy matter. And when you put bad information out there, you're kind of polluting the collective knowledge base. But I'll continue with the article. Cleopatra became the last queen of a Greek-speaking dynasty founded by Alexander the Great's Macedonian general, Ptolemy. She succeeded her father, Ptolemy XII, in 51 BC and ruled until her death in 30 BC. Afterwards, Egypt fell under Roman domination. The identity of Cleopatra's mother is not known, and historians say it is possible that she or any other female ancestor was an indigenous Egyptian or from elsewhere in Africa. So in fairness, you know, we weren't there, so I guess anything's technically possible. But once again, the Ptolemies practiced inbreeding. And although admittedly we don't know for certain who her mother was, as I touched on earlier, it's believed she was most likely a member of the Ptolemaic line. Wouldn't matter to me if she was part Native Egyptian. I actually think it would be kind of cool. It would be a nice fusion or embodiment of the two cultures she represented. But, you know, at the end of the day, let's go where the facts or information seems to lead. 
but I'll continue. Netflix's companion website, To Dumb, reported in February that the choice to cast Adele James, a British actress who's of mixed race, as Cleopatra in its new documentary series was a quote-unquote nod to the centuries-long conversation about the ruler's race. How about a nod to historical accuracy? Jada Pinkett Smith, the American actress who was executive producer and narrator, was meanwhile quoted as saying, We don't often get to see or hear stories about black queens. And that was really important for me as well as for my daughter, and just for my community, to be able to know those stories because there are tons of them. And it might not be fair, and it might not be the case, but I have to admit my first gut reaction was to learning that Jada Pinkett Smith was behind this, is okay, here we have this rich, entitled celebrity who probably has this image in her head of who Cleopatra is, and she's going to bring that with her to this project, you know? And she says there are tons of these stories that, you know, she could bring to her community, and my thinking is, and I don't want to sound glib or crass, but why not bring, if there's tons of those stories, why not choose ones that we know are for certain about, you know, strong black women? Why a woman who historians tell us was most likely, at least predominantly, Macedonian Greek with some Persian? You know, <laughs> like, why try to force Cleopatra to be black so you have a story about an African queen if there's all these other stories about African queens or strong black women out there, which there probably are. And even if they're not queens, there's definitely stories of strong black women out there to choose from. But I'll continue with the article. But when the trailer was released last week, many Egyptians condemned the depiction of Cleopatra. Zahi Hawass, a prominent Egyptologist, and former antiquities minister told the Al-Mazri Al-Yum newspaper, This is completely fake. Cleopatra was Greek, meaning that she was light-skinned, not black. And when I was younger, I used to absolutely love watching documentaries about ancient history, including um, ancient Egypt. So I'm very well acquainted with Zahi Hawass. He used to be interviewed for a lot of those documentaries. And a very hardcore guy gets set off very easily and you don't want to mess with him. Mr. Hawass said the only rulers of Egypt known to have been black were the Kushite kings of the 25th dynasty, like I was saying earlier, 747 to 656 BC. And here's a quote, Netflix is trying to provoke confusion by spreading false and deceptive facts that the origin of the Egyptian civilization is black, he added, and called on Egyptians to take a stand against the streaming giant. On Sunday, lawyer Mahmoud al-Samari, I think it is, filed a complaint with the public prosecutor demanding that he take, quote-unquote, the necessary legal measures and block access to Netflix's services in Egypt. He alleged that the series included visual material and content that violated Egypt's media laws and accused Netflix of trying to, in quotes, promote the Afrocentric thinking, which includes slogans and writings aimed at distorting and erasing the Egyptian identity. Three years ago, plans for a movie about Cleopatra starring the Israeli actress Gal Gadot or Gadot triggered a heated debate on social media, with some people insisting that the role should instead go to an Arab or African actress. 
Godot or Godot subsequently defended the casting decision, saying, We were looking for a Macedonian actress that could fit Cleopatra. She wasn't there, and I was very passionate about Cleopatra. I wonder how many Macedonian actresses there are. I have no idea. But I always think it's nice when they can cast someone who is of the same background as the character they're playing. It adds a certain kind of resonance or believability, you know. But I also think it's acceptable, like let's say you're doing a biopic, if you can at least find someone who looks like that figure, even if they might not technically share the same background. Like, I don't even think it would matter as much if they did cast someone who is biracial or someone who could at least pass for Greek, no matter what their background happened to be. If they, you know, if they looked like contemporaneous depictions of Cleopatra, you know, perhaps like a Mediterranean looking woman with a strong you know, prominent or aquiline nose presented in Greek style. Like the contemporaneous depictions of Cleopatra, as I mentioned earlier, depict her as wearing a Greek hairstyle, a Greek tunic, a Greek diadem, which is just a kind of uh, crown or headband. And I believe it is thought that Cleopatra did sometimes adorn traditional Egyptian attire, but I think it was usually for ceremonial purposes. But she presented herself as Greek. But I noticed that in the trailer, they don't even try to do that. The actress, who is very attractive, um, has kind of delicate little features and looks, uh, obviously, of black African descent. She's not wearing a Greek uh, hairstyle. She has a full-on kind of frizzed-out afro. But I want to read a bit from one more article, and that will be it. I know this is turning out to be quite a long episode. And it's from Variety, and the reason why I think it's important to read it is because it's an article written by the director herself in response to the backlash. Her name is Tina Garavi, and it's entitled, Queen Cleopatra Director Speaks Out. What bothers you so much about a black Cleopatra? That's probably not historically accurate. And there's a... um. A subtitle or quote here, it is more likely that Cleopatra looked like our actor than Elizabeth Taylor ever did. And the ironic thing is Tina Garavi is of Persian or Iranian descent, so she probably looks more like Cleopatra than either Adele James or Elizabeth Taylor. And that's such a weak straw man. Well, Elizabeth Taylor was bad casting too. So it's all right for you to not be historically accurate because other castings of Cleopatra weren't historically accurate. And I think there's this assumption that's being implied here that critics of the series or casting are racist and they just want everyone on screen to be white and want everything to be whitewashed. When I'm one of the first people to complain when there's a lily white, blonde, blue eyed Jesus or lily white actors cast as ancient Semitic biblical figures or ancient Egyptians. In fact, I remember on the show complaining about, even though it's a fantasy movie, uh, the movie Gods of Egypt, I think they had the actor who played Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones uh, cast as the character Horus, and I love that actor, but eh, pretty white and blonde for an ancient Egyptian god. I imagine the ancient Egyptians probably imagined their gods as looking something like them, well, when they didn't have animal heads. 
But Cleopatra wasn't your average Egyptian. She was the descendant and ruler of a Greco-Macedonian dynasty that kept it in the family, so to speak. Uh, all I'm looking for is historical accuracy, you know? But I'll continue with the article. Last summer, I was living in Venice Beach and had decided, due to a friend's persistence, to visit a fortune teller. Oh boy, me, ever the skeptic, but game for a laugh, agreed to go along. What the fortune teller said made me roll my eyes. I am not saying you are Cleopatra, but somehow you share her story and are connected. Less than a month later, I got a call from a production company making Jada Pinkett Smith's African Queens and was subsequently hired to direct four episodes of a drama documentary on the life of the controversial leader. The joke was on me. I remember as a kid seeing Elizabeth Taylor play Cleopatra. I was captivated, but even then, I felt the image was not right. Was her skin really that white? With this new production, could I find the answers about Cleopatra's heritage and release her from the stranglehold that Hollywood had placed on her image? Born in Iran, I am Persian, and Cleopatra's heritage has been attributed at one time or another to the Greeks, the Macedonians, and the Persians. In a sense, it's all of those. Um, she was Greek-Macedonian, and apparently she had some Persian and Sogdian-Iranian ancestry. And I know in modern times, Iranian and Persian can kind of be used interchangeably sometimes or as if they're synonymous. But when you're researching history, it does seem like a distinction is made between Persian and Sogdian Iranian. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, the difference in modern times, at least, is that Persian is considered more an ethnicity, while Iranian is a nationality. I think, but it gets confusing, at least for me. But uh, let's continue with the story. The known facts are that her Macedonian Greek family, the Ptolemaic lineage, intermarried with the West Asian Seleucid dynasty and had been in Egypt for 300 years. Cleopatra was eight generations away from these Ptolemaic ancestors, making the chance of her being white somewhat unlikely. After 300 years, surely we can safely say Cleopatra was Egyptian. She was no more Greek or Macedonian than Rita Wilson or Jennifer Aniston. Both are one generation from Greece. And I don't know about Rita Wilson, but it's funny. I've known that Jennifer Aniston is Greek for quite some time. Because when I was younger, my mother used to watch the soap opera Days of Our Lives. And Jennifer Aniston's father was a regular on it. And uh, he's both a Greek actor and he played a Greek character. Victor Kariakis, I think. I really shouldn't know that. But back on track. So Tina Garavi isn't a historian, and neither am I, but she seems very confident in her assumption that Cleopatra would have been no more Greek than Jennifer Aniston, who is half Greek. But she's leaving out a very important factor. Jennifer Aniston is the product of a society in which people go out on their own and try to find a, romant a romantic partner to start a life with and to have children with. And what ethnicity or nationality that person is usually takes a back seat to personal chemistry, you know? But Cleopatra is the product of a royal dynasty that practiced inbreeding in an attempt to preserve the royal bloodline. And on top of that, if 
a horse did jump the fence, to put it uh, crudely. Um, we don't know if it would have been with a Greek Alexandrian woman, a native Egyptian, and if it was a native Egyptian, it's not necessarily someone who's phenotypically black African, you know? But here she starts to show her hand, so the article continues, Doing the research, I realized what a political act it would be to see Cleopatra portrayed by a black actress. So she's admitting that there was some kind of political agenda, or it wasn't just about historical accuracy, it was about making a point. And then she continues, For me, the idea that people had gotten it so incredibly wrong before, historically, from Theta, I think it is, Barra, to Monica Bellucci, and recently with Angelina Jolie and Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot in the running to play her, meant we had to get it even more right. The hunt was on to find the right performer to bring Cleopatra into the 21st century. And so by getting it right, does she mean historical accuracy, getting it right that way? I don't think so. Or does getting it right mean making up for the past sins of white casting by casting someone who's black, you know? And if Cleopatra was predominantly Greek, as is believed, and there's no reason not to think so, uh, she technically would have been of European descent. But I don't think she would have been Elizabeth Taylor, Lily White. She probably would have looked... Mediterranean. She probably would have been olive-skinned. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with casting a white actress as Cleopatra, as long as they had kind of a Mediterranean appearance. And I notice beautiful women tend to be cast as Cleopatra. And it's funny because there's a historical debate over whether she was conventionally attractive or not. I think even the historian Plutarch says something about her being known more for her wit or personality or charm than for her looks. Judging by the contemporaneous depictions of her. She appears to have a prominent nose. Whether or not that was seen as an attractive feature for a woman back in the day, I'm not sure. But she certainly was charismatic and um, seductive, you know. But whether she was conventionally beautiful, that's uh, kind of up in the air. I actually think if Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot had a prominent nose, she'd probably make a good uh, Cleopatra based on her complexion, etc. But I'll continue with the article. Why shouldn't Cleopatra be a melanated sister? And why do some people need Cleopatra to be white? It isn't that I need her to be white. I want the portrayal to be historically accurate because I have a love of history and I feel like we have an ethical duty to preserve history and depict it as accurately as possible. But I'll continue, her proximity to whiteness seems to give her value, and for some Egyptians it seems to really matter. After much hand-wringing and countless auditions, we found in Adele James an actor who could convey not only Cleopatra's beauty, but also her strength. What the historians can confirm, and here it repeats that quote from the beginning, is that it is more likely that Cleopatra looked like Adele than Elizabeth Taylor ever did. And so, once again, why does it have to be a choice between two miscastings? Someone who looks black African on the one side, and someone who looks lily white on the other? Why can't it be what is probably the truth? 
that she was someone who wasn't lily white, wasn't black African. She was probably olive skinned. She probably looked Mediterranean. Why does it have to be a choice between two bad choices? And I'm not trying to offend anyone by saying bad choice. I'm talking about in the sense of historical accuracy. As production got nearer, I realized the magnitude and political nature of this job. And you made it political. You made it political with your casting by choosing to try and make a point instead of trying to be historically accurate in your depiction. Uh, but I'll continue. It was more important to get things right, but also to find a way of telling the story with humanism and nuance. The last thing we needed was another Cleopatra, divorced from her womanhood and her power only sexualized. The HBO series Rome portrayed one of the most intelligent, sophisticated, and powerful women in the world as a sleazy, dissipated drug addict. Yet Egypt didn't seem to mind. Where was the outrage then? But portraying her as black, well, and I have to admit, it was a long time ago now, I can't believe how time flies, but HBO's Rome used to be one of my guilty pleasures, and I say guilty because I would watch the show and enjoy the drama, but I kept feeling like my suspension of disbelief was being interrupted because at some point while watching every episode, I'd feel like I was watching a bunch of um, British guys cosplaying as ancient Romans, which in, a, which in a sense it kind of was. But who knows, some of those British guys may have actually had Roman ancestry. The Romans did invade and conquer Britain, and there was the... Um, the emergence of Romano-British culture. To this day, they're still digging up uh, Roman coins and artifacts in Britain. But it was so long ago, over a decade now, I think, that HBO's Rome was on TV, that I had to look up what their version of Cleopatra looked like. And I guess the actress's name is Lindsay Marshall, and I was a little surprised because uh, that's a very kind of uh, Anglo or English name, but she looks like she could be Greek. I don't know if they may have darkened her, her complexion for the role, but she has her own kind of unique look, kind of unconventionally attractive like Cleopatra possibly was, some say. She looks like she could be Mediterranean, so I'm going to say, at least physically, I'm not talking about the way they depict her behavior, but just her physical depiction. Not a bad Cleopatra. And I'm looking at pictures of her out of costume, and uh, she still looks kind of olive-skinned. Uh, she could be of mixed ancestry. I'm not sure. I couldn't find anything about it. Seeing she's from England, she could possibly even be part Indian or Pakistani. That's pure speculation. But whatever her mix or whatever it is, she looks like she could pass as Mediterranean or Greek. And Tina Garavi asking where was the outrage then? Uh, that was, once again, over a decade ago, I think. I have no idea if people were complaining about the depiction of Cleopatra back then and if any Egyptians were complaining. I know, once again, just as a lover of ancient history, I had plenty of, even though it was a guilty pleasure, I had plenty of complaints about uh, historical inaccuracies in the series Rome and the fact that it did feel like a, a bunch of English guys cosplaying, you know? And another point that should probably be made is that 
the two aren't exactly analogous, although I like historical accuracy even in my fiction. Rome was a fictionalized television series, and what you guys made you're presenting as a quote-unquote docudrama, implying that it's at least partly a documentary and giving the impression that's going to be factual. You even include interviews with people I imagine you're going to present as experts. So I would say a documentary or docudrama has more of an obligation to stick to the facts and to be historically accurate than some fictionalized television series. Perhaps it's not just that I've directed a series that portrays Cleopatra as black, but that I've asked Egyptians to see themselves as Africans, and they are furious at me for that. I am okay with this. That is so kind of presumptuous and self-involved. You don't think that Egyptians have some a better notion than you of their national, ethnic, and historical identity? While shooting, I became the target of a huge online hate campaign. Egyptians accused me of quote-unquote blackwashing and stealing their history. Some threatened to ruin my career, which I wanted to tell them was laughable. I was ruining it very well for myself, thank you very much. No amount of reasoning or reminders that Arab invasions had not yet happened in Cleopatra's age seemed to stem the tide of ridiculous comments. And I should say, yes, admittedly, there were Arab invasions, uh, the spread of Islam into Egypt, etc. But surprisingly, I was actually researching this online. Modern-day Egyptians are still genetically about 68% North African, and they only have about 17% in common or share 17% ancestry with people of Arabia. And then the rest is a mix, uh, 3% from Southern Europe, 3% Asia Minor, 3% Eastern Africa, 4% Jewish diaspora. And that's from research done by National Geographic. And I'm sure that doesn't apply to every individual Egyptian but rather a generalization based on calculations drawn from their research. But the takeaway is modern Egyptians are still closely related genetically to their ancient Egyptian ancestors. And she continues, Amir in his bedroom in Cairo wrote to me to earnestly appeal that Cleopatra was Greek. And she replies, Oh, Lord. L-A-W-D exclamation mark. Why would that be a good thing to you, Amir? You're Egyptian. And that's kind of a weird response or weird way to look at it. Why would that be a good thing to you? The kid seems to have enough sense that he understands factually she was Greek. That's the way it was. That's history. And he accepts it. It's not about if he likes the fact she was Greek or not. She was Greek. It's a part of his history, and he probably doesn't want to see his history messed with. But it continues, So was Cleopatra black? We don't know for sure, but we can be certain she wasn't white like Elizabeth Taylor. Agreed, but she probably didn't look like Adele James either. We need to have a conversation with ourselves about our colorism and the internalized white supremacy that Hollywood has indoctrinated us with. And... I'm a left-leaning guy, but I try to steer clear of the whole culture war thing. But I think social activism is a good thing. But 
in this case, where when we're talking about a documentary, a documentary about Cleopatra, and you hear the director start throwing around terms like colorism and internalized white supremacy, that sets off alarm bells. You know that they're not just interested in historical and factual accuracy, that there's some kind of political agenda at play. And I agree that, yeah, it's probably not just a coincidence that in the past, and even sometimes still today, white actors get cast in the roles of people who weren't historically white. But that doesn't excuse you then turning around and miscasting the roles of historical figures yourself. And she continues, Most of all, we need to realize that Cleopatra's story is less about her than it is about who we are. And I'm like, no, it's about a real historical person, a person who once lived and breathed, you know. Uh, Yes, we can learn a lot about ourselves from both history and great works of fiction, but it's still about Cleopatra. It's about a real historical figure, and we owe it to her, ourselves, and history to get it right and try to be as accurate and factual as possible. 